0: Welcome to Episode 6 of Milk Carton Kids Podcast. I'm Katie Bocce. And
1: I am Katie Riggle.
0: And we are recording from our homes today,
1: actually. Normally, we're together, (laughs) but
0: today we're doing it over the phone, which is – it's so different. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's definitely weird having a conversation. I mean, it's not even weird. It's just going back to our roots of talking so distantly, but – Yeah yeah
0: it's nice especially since you moved you live so far away Mm -hmm. and i feel bad that you have to like always come over here so
1: yeah it's okay i don't mind
0: (laughs) okay so um i can't remember who went first last time but um if you want i can go first sure yeah okie dokie so my case this week is on baby gabriel johnson um, and just to warn you, this case is going to make your blood boil. Mm,
1: I love the start.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel's mother makes Casey Anthony look like a saint. Oh, and gosh. I just, like, cannot stand her. Yeah.
1: Ugh. Okay. Bracing myself.
0: Yeah. So um, I got my information from True Crime Daily, Fox 29, and a YouTuber named Danielle Hallen. I think that's how you say her name. Um, she she does a really good episode on this. So so Elizabeth Johnson and Logan McQuarrie were living in Tempe, Arizona. So they are locals to this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and they looked like your typical perfect couple. But in reality, they had a lot of deep issues and would fight a lot and they were very toxic. Mm-hmm. Their fighting would turn violent. Elizabeth had anger issues. It just wasn't good. So... She ends up getting pregnant in the summer of 2008, and she didn't want to have the baby. She wanted to have an abortion, but Logan wanted the baby, and ultimately she changed her mind, and they decided to keep him, and they were going to raise him together. So on May 5, 2009, baby Gabriel was born, and according to Logan, Elizabeth had very short temper with Gabriel. Like, if he started to cry, she would just get up and leave the room and let him Aww,
1: cry. Oh, know baby.
0: <laughs> I know. She didn't have, like, mothering did not come to her at all. Not
1: natural. So,
0: <laughs> yeah, not natural at all. So, eventually their relationship ended and an ugly custody battle began. Elizabeth wanted to give baby Gabriel for adoption. But, again, Logan didn't want that. Like, he loved his son and he wanted to take care of him. Mm-hmm. He absolutely would never give him up. So they were in court and the judge did the most logical thing and gave them split custody, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) 50-50. Which, okay, so the judge gave 50-50 custody to a woman who stood before him saying she no longer wanted her son.
1: Yeah, my first question is, why, if she wanted to put him up for adoption, why not just give up your parental rights? and Because it wasn't about...
0: because she wanted to punish Logan it was it was about like punishing him
1: oh logical
0: okay (laughs) yeah so (laughs) so which is it's just so mind-blowing but so Mm -hmm. fast forward to December 2009 Logan went to pick Gabriel up he got to have him for Christmas that year and when he arrived to Elizabeth they weren't there they were just gone Mm. So he immediately notifies the police, but because they have 50, 50 custody, there isn't really much that they could do, especially if they don't know where she's at. Mm -hmm. So a day goes by and he finally receives a message from a random number. And, um, this is where it gets super disturbing and where you just hate this woman. Mm -hmm. So. The text said, you will never find me. I'm already boarding a plane out of this country. When I'm safe, I'll email you the exact location of dead Gabriel's little blue body. No. If, if the garbage doesn't come first.
1: <gasps> oh, I, I don't even have words. That just gave me chills. I don't like it. <laughs> I know.
0: And so Logan freaks out, and he calls the number, and he finds out that it's Elizabeth on like this burner phone. And, you know, then they have like a video recording of her and his conversation. And she says, he's like, you didn't do that. And she's like, yes, I did. I suffocated him. He turned blue. That's when I put him in his diaper bag and I put him in a trash can. Mm. And then Logan said, where are you and where's Gabriel? And she responded, I told you that I killed him this morning. Oh, (sighs) So Elizabeth told Logan that she had killed to get revenge on him for speaking with other women. (laughs) So they're broken up and she's just super jealous and Mm. just this terrible, terrible person. And she just wants to get back at Logan. So she tells him that. And she blamed him for ruining their life and forcing her to kill Gabriel.
1: Okay, well, that's a stretch, but okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so she's pretty much just blaming Logan for everything. Yeah. So to me, this is why she's way worse than Casey Anthony. Like, if she didn't want to be a mom, like, she didn't have to be. Like, Logan would have taken care of him, and he wanted to. Yeah. So, but she was jealous and a terrible person. She used Gabriel to punish and hurt Logan. Mm Mm-hmm. She thought that she was like playing chess, and he, like little Gabriel, was just a little pawn piece to her, and she like did not care what happened to him, Mm -hmm. like a true psychopath.
1: Oh, I can't imagine that.
0: (laughs) I know. (laughs) They found out that she was in San Antonio, Texas, which she has absolutely no connections there, Um, and San Antonio happens to be the capital of black market adoptions in the United States. Oh no! Coincidence.
1: No, I don't think Uh, so. (laughs) It's
0: an adoption that's not followed by state and federal laws. Mm -hmm. Usually involves the payment of large sums of money to an adopted child's birth parents or another intermediary, like maybe an adoption attorney, an adoption facilitator, an adoption agency. And this is in order to avoid provisions of the law. Mm. So they're trying to bypass laws and regulations. Got it. And in many cases, like all participants in black market adoptions are subject to criminal prosecutions, Mm -hmm. Um, as well as there being a possibility that the child would be taken away from the involved adoptive parents and placed for adoption with another set of adopted parents. Like a poor Mm -hmm. child who's just being tossed around and then they just get taken again and then get put into a different set
1: of adopted parents. Yeah, the legal version of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, obviously, all of those parties involved prior Mm -hmm. do not deserve to have any child.
1: Right, yeah.
0: These dirty adoptions happen in amusement parks and, like, sketchy rundown motels, which I lived in a motel from, like, sixth grade to most of, like, my high school. Mm -hmm. And I just, like, think about all the stuff that I didn't see. Yeah. Like, six six years of living there – And there had to have been these dirty adoptions and, like, human trafficking going on at some point that I just did not know. Because I saw a lot of crazy, terrible stuff, Mm -hmm. but I can't even imagine the stuff that I didn't see.
1: Yeah, that they're, like, discreet and behind closed doors about. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's probably why I love Shits Creek so much because like <laughs> like Alexis, I shared a room with my brother. Yeah. And like and like arguing about who gets murdered first like really does happen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: it's usually by the door. So
0: but okay. So anyways. So she's arrested on December 29th and during questioning she recanted her story that she murdered Gabriel. And that she said that she actually gave him to a couple she met at Six Flags through an underground adoption agency.
1: Mm. Uh,
0: she claims that she didn't remember any of the information about the people because it's underground adoption and there's no paper trail or any way to find out who these people were. So she she like purposely didn't remember. Not that she forgot. Like she just said she didn't remember. Like, she didn't want to remember. Mm-hmm. Like, she didn't ask any questions or anything. Yeah, she just
1: didn't care. She was like, oh, you want a child. Here you go. Yeah. And just walked away.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. she did end up, like, somehow having a nice, pretty, like, ruby ring and a diamond ring for $20,000 that she didn't have before.
1: Oh. Well, so. that's an explanation there.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. So they
0: searched the landfills to make sure Gabriel wasn't there and she eventually was charged with kidnapping and custodial interference. Kidnapping ended up getting dropped and she was found guilty of custodial interference and was sentenced to five years and was released on parole. That's
1: it? Mm -hmm. (sighs) Mm-hmm. What a shame. Right. The letdown of the system.
0: So she moved to New Mexico and got remarried which was against her parole. And then she was arrested again and spent 20 days in jail.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Since then, Logan has also gotten married and has two other boys. Mm -hmm. They talk about him all the time and he hopes that Gabriel comes home one day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Does she have any kids in her new marriage? I hope not.
0: No, 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 no.
1: Thank goodness.
0: Right. And then, so Gabriel will be like 11 or 12 now and his adult, adoptive parents is all he would have known. Cause he was eight months old oh, when he was, yeah. when he was given up. So, um, there's like an age progression, um, when researching this, like just recently of December, 2020, they released police interview and new details. And while Elizabeth was making her way to Miami, because I think that's where she got arrested was in Miami mm-hmm. or on her way, trying to get out of the country or something. Um, but she was staying at, like, where, so when she was traveling, she would give um, the places different names. Mm-hmm. And one spot, she told them that her name was Victoria Evans. And the weird thing about that is there was a waitress years ago that said Elizabeth gave, gave Abriel to a woman who was originally from a small town near Victoria, Texas. So, it kind of makes you wonder if she had been over there and then she's like staying in a spot and it's like, oh, my name's Victoria because that's where she was at. Yeah. And there was a ping between the cell phone tower and Elizabeth's cell phone near Victoria around the time that she gave her baby, like two friends of this couple named the Smiths, which is a whole, whole nother crazy, crazy story. Mm-hmm. And the directions to the park were found in Elizabeth's journal. Oh. So, that actually kind of looks like it's panning out to be like, that's probably what happened. If you couldn't hate this woman anymore, she was talking to her grandpa while she was in jail and there's like a voice recording. And the grandpa asked her, do you want the adopted family that you gave the child to, to turn him over? And she responds, no, because I'm going to jail no matter what she, she didn't care, she still didn't care to get her son back or what she did because she was going to have to do jail.
1: Well, I mean, knowing what we know about her, it's not surprising.
0: <laughs> right, right. No. Oh, she makes me so mad. Yeah. So there is an age progression. And at one point, there was a tip that there was a little boy that looked a lot like his age progression. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to take get an, a DNA test done. But the police kind of fumbled on that as well. Like, there was a lot of, like, things that the police could have done that didn't do. They're still, you know, they still think he's out there. And it's a pretty good chance that she didn't kill him and that she just sold him to a black market. And that's how she got her little uh, diamond ring. Yeah.
1: That's, I mean, all of the information. I mean, I think she probably just said she killed him just to, like, scare make him, him and make him mad. Um. But when it all boiled down to it, you know, money triumphs everything. (laughs) Like, it all could have been solved just by going to court and just letting him, letting him have it, you know? or
0: not even going to court, just, like, leaving him and letting him be. Like, there's no reason to even take him to court. Like, the whole reason why she took him to court is because she wanted to give him up for adoption and he wouldn't sign the paper. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like, unless she was fearful that he was going to try and charge her child support.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Or something like that. But, like, at the same time, I'm sure he didn't want anything to do with her either and would have been completely happy with his new family and not getting anything
1: from her. definitely, yeah. She kind of
0: in an interview in an interview acted like they were both like toxic mm-hmm. but there's clearly someone who's a little bit more toxic right who... yeah well clearly she <laughs> she just gave their baby yeah. away so
1: i mean that yeah. takes the, g- the cake on t- toxicity for sure
0: right and then she still had no remorse later on No, like wow yeah
1: well, I chose um, to do the story of a little girl that went missing on October 25th in 2018 from Vancouver, Washington. Uh, her name is Aranza Maria uh, Ocha-Lopez. And she went missing from a mall one day at the hands of her mother and has yet to be seen. So, the whole story with her uh started when Aranza was placed into the foster care system in two thousand and seventeen following complaints of physical abuse by her mother, who was twenty one at the time uh, Esmeralda is her mother's name. Uh, when Aranza was taken and put into foster care, she was covered in bruises. And Esmeralda was deemed a danger to her daughter due to her history of abuse, erratic behavior, and refusal to participate in a mental health assessment. So our stories are a little so, <laughs> linked there. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Um so, while in foster care, uh, parents are normally granted visitation rights to their children. Um, so, Esmeralda was granted twice weekly supervised visitation with Aranza. During one of the visits, uh, they decided to travel to Vancouver Mall and she asked for permission to take Aranza to the bathroom. Upon going to the bathroom, they never returned. Oh my God. (laughs) So, who didn't see that? I know, right? (laughs) Um, So, it is said that she fled with her daughter in a stolen vehicle where a 16 year old accomplice, uh, Sherry Tregueros, was waiting. So, I think the crazy part about this story as I'm going through this, everyone involved is so young. Like, Literally not even of legal age yet.
0: <laughs> so they just like. Their like frontal lobes aren't even fully. developed, exactly. And they're making these like crazy choices. Yeah like life and decisions.
1: altering decisions. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah. So they uh, fled with the daughter. In a stolen vehicle. With the 16 year old accomplice. And they plan to take Aranza. To a little town. Called uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. I know it, <laughs> but, um, it's a little <laughs> town called, uh, Lebertad. It's near the Guata- Guatemalan border in the Mexican state of, uh, Chiapas. Oh. Yeah. Um, and so also involved in connection with Aranza's abduction were, uh, Alejandro Zulusop, who was 15, and Francisco Hernandez Reyes, as well as Eric Garcia Valdavinos, who were both 18. And oh my god, and, they are all right, so they're babies, young. it's just a baby, they're babies abducting a baby. Um, <laughs> so they were arrested in connection with the kidnapping because the, because of the man whose car was the one that was stolen, was used in Aranza's abduction. So it is, so the story with the car abduction is the four teenagers had planned the said abduction for about two weeks prior to it actually taking place at the mall. Her car had developed a flat tire, so they needed a new getaway car. So Esmeralda met a former boyfriend, uh, and when they went into her apartment on uh, Trageras' queue, Zulu Sop Hernandez Reyes and Garcia Valvindos. Uh, came in wearing masks and threatened the man with knives. They told him they were going to take his car and demanded his debit card and PIN. They left him bound, gagged, blindfolded, and tied to a chair for over 12 hours before he freed himself and was able to escape by jumping out a second floor window.
0: Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's so crazy. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, they basically gave- uh, stole this just stole the car off of a random not a random man but a former boyfriend through you know just through connections just so they could abduct abduct this little girl Maybe. um so it they ended up going to court and with the kids. And one of the judges who presided over the case said it was one of the worst kidnapping cases she'd ever seen during her judicial career. Uh, Two of the teenagers who robbed the Centralia man and held him captive in order to assist with Esmeralda and her daughter's kidnapping were sentenced to 17 months in prison. And yeah, that's it. And one to 129 weeks in a juvenile detention facility. Um, the case against the fourth to this day is still pending. Pending. Yeah. Why? Um, That's
0: when was it? Um,
1: so this was back in, let's see here. She was back in 2018. Oh, 18. Yeah. Okay. So it's not really about right. long. Right. Probably because coronavirus <laughs> and everything. Actually, probably. Yeah. And it was last, yeah, um, yeah with what the um, the last updates they have for were back from May. So, yeah, you always have to think for, we've been in Corona for almost a year. And it's just like everything, yeah. especially like dealing with the law, just like hit a standstill. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, so uh, the three of the four were prosecuted, um, but mother and daughter's the whereabouts were still unknown until almost a year ago when Esmeralda was located in Mexico. When she was located, she was arrested and extradited to Washington to face charges of first-degree kidnapping, first-degree robbery, second-degree theft, motor vehicle theft, second-degree identity theft, and first-degree custodial interference. <laughs> like, wow, That is a list. <laughs> so, um, and Even though they did find Esmeralda and she was extradited to Washington and is facing trial, Aranza was not located when she was arrested. They do believe that she is still alive, though, because they didn't find remains or any reason to believe that she's not alive. And they just believe that she is living in Mexico with uh, one of Esmeralda's family members.
0: Yeah, she probably is in Mexico.
1: That's what I have assumed because... Especially Definitely. coming from the U.S., there's, you know, when expo- they go to Mexico, I feel like there's not a lot of chance of them being found across the border because we don't have jurisdiction in Mexico, unless they have right. some pretty substantial tips that you know she is there and she's alive for them to, yeah. to go in, go and find her. And I would
0: say, well, maybe I, I would say that maybe it's better, but. Sh- she had to learn that kind of behavior somewhere. Exactly. So, my guess is that her family also used to treat her that way. Yes. Yeah. Because so my guess is that the baby's not with somebody better, oh. but I definitely think that she's. Yeah. In she's definitely
1: in Mexico. And, you know, she didn't come from too much of a loving household because she does have a history of abuse and erratic behavior. So, yeah. Wow. So, Fantastic. I know. Just-
0: I feel like sometimes our stories, we always like without even knowing it, find like very similar. Yes,
1: yes, yeah. like to yeah. discuss. just abducted <laughs> by mothers who are unfit to yeah. be mothers and don't want to be mothers. Which, at that point, I guess maybe yeah. anyone who has a rational brain is just like, "Hi, let's give them up. Like, just give them up for adoption. Like, you know, why? Yeah. Why go through all of this? Why put all of these people in jail?" to help you and hurt all of these people all because you know you don't want yeah, your child yeah. or you couldn't stand yeah, it yeah so or you couldn't get your ish together enough to not have your daughter go into foster care like don't hurt your child and your child will never go into foster care but it's the rational brain talking
0: <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah oh man
0: oh my gosh okay
1: um, well anything else no that is that is it yes it's a lot I to know. take in so thank you for <laughs> listening you heavy
0: please subscribe <laughs> yeah. right yeah thank you for listening please subscribe rate and leave us a comment also find us on instagram facebook and tiktok until next time stay alert